Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcome in this place. I am your host, Charlie Ashby, and this is The Bad Betches, the only podcast hosted by the Imperial Podcast that discusses The Bad Batch. Also joining me are my beloved co-hosts, Claire and Nikki. Hey. How you doing? Oh, killing it. You know, having a wonderful weekend fueled by bad batch enthusiasm. Doing awful. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You can see by uh, your Decepticon shirt. You're, yeah. You're rallying in the uh, evil. I am uh, nursing a hangover. Oh, no. That's life now. So, <laughs> struggle busting today. But always a perfect lift to have the bad batch come up the bad batches to, to talk about it and of course happy father's day to the dad batchers out there yes so, all dad batches happy father's day make sure you i don't know what do dads do like fix something Sleep. fix a fence or something uh. <laughs> wash the yeah, car like, it doesn't matter if like you don't have a healthy relationship or like you know, it's got a negative experience. Just find a duplicate of yourself that's a little girl and raise them yourself. <laughs> exactly. The way Father's Day was intended to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Actually, so, that, that's a qu- quick question on this. What, ahead, what sure. do the, Go ahead. Do the Kaminoans, like, have any concept of this as well, or do they just see themselves as, like, God? Like they like they don't do they view the the clones as like a, a children of sort to them or are they just like we are creators? I think I it's, think it's I the think latter. It, <laughs> I think it's neither. I think it's less like we're the creators. I think it's more Jeff Bezos looking at an Echo Dot and going like <laughs> that's some pretty good shit. I got there. I'm gonna keep selling. I it. did that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's benefit monetarily. Ultimate content creators, the Kaminoans. The content creators. Maybe that's what they have to do afterwards. Like they can't sell armies to the to the empire, so they just yeah. end up selling like home equipment. So it's still like, <laughs> like that little droid thing that comes out in Return of the Jedi and Mandalorian. It's just like, hello there. <laughs> There's a market for it. So you got to do it. <laughs> like another ninety nine out there. He's just like recording dialogue. Oh man. Hello, brothers. Don't forget, you can go to Apple Music. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to discuss episode eight of The Bad Batch, officially the mid-season point, which feels very strange to say, I guess, because it, I don't know, these episodes feel like they're both taking their time in a good way, but also that it's creeped up on us really quickly. Like, we're here yeah. at the midpoint. Halfway mm-hmm. done. Oh, my God. And yeah, it's funny because we think about these shows being so far in production, which they are, but also there's these elements of like last stages that obviously are done near the time as well. So it's interesting seeing some of the creatives talk about this on Twitter, how a lot of these choices and this episode in particular was done via at home and with COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you couldn't tell. Like, it's no. <laughs> the show looks so exceptional now and the lighting and the, like, Joel Aaron was like, oh, yeah, well, we had to do, like, daylighting here and then add it later on and change the like, I'm like, you guys are gods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he, he could be like, yeah, I was doing a shit. <laughs> I just made this episode. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, adding bits and elements and, like, 
which is there. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like it, fantastic stuff. Yeah, they're they're incredible how they um, I mean, not you, how they've done it for you know years and years, and mm. you know, yeah, like like you said, the they did not skip a beat in the pandemic. <laughs> not one it, bit. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. So all the credit to them. And as well, kudos to them for like continuing George's spirit in the terms of it could be very easy for them to be like, look, we've reached the stage now with especially season seven of the Clone Wars and be like, this is like fantastic near live action quality. We get to stop here and just keep regurgitating content. And they're not doing that. They're just no. continuing to push it as firm as they can to the mm-hmm. point where there's moments in this episode, which I was like, that looks live action. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot of like what they've added is that like depth of field mm. yeah. where it's like, it's so weird. It's like boggling to look at and it, it's still, it's still um sort of shocks you <laughs> when you see it and like how they are able to, you know, add those layers. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Like en- enough cannot be said about, about what they do. And I think someone else, I can't remember which reactor brought it up, but, Someone mentioned how the Clone Wars, the background was very much like 3D modeling in terms of like abstract, like it wasn't very detailed. Whereas Rebels was like the background shots were like matte paintings. Mm-hmm. And this show is like a combination. This one has the matte paintings with the Clone Wars like core animation. Mm-hmm. And combining those elements, I feel like has been fantastic. Because again, like it's the whole, this is the Clone Wars season A. It's like, no, it's the, it's the it's elements of the Clone Wars, which is natural because it's a follow up of that show. But also, there's these new elements. There's its own thing, and I feel like it's, it looks just looks so good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're killing it. They are they're defining the game. <laughs> it just makes you like wonder, like, what is next? Like, yeah, what like, they're working on now. Like, I'm even just, like just technologically like. Again, I always joke about watching things and like watching like video games in 2007 and being like, "Oh my god, it doesn't get better than this." Yeah, um, and, and then it's like it does, and like, what is better than than this animation? Because like, is it just is it not animation anymore? <laughs> like, like what? I don't know what is next. It's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, speaking of like games from 2007 and upgrading, I don't know if anyone's been following my Twitter feed, but I've been playing Battlefront 2 from 2005, which is a game that I adore, and I used to mod it a lot, and I I thought, you know what, I'll download it again because I'm bored, and you know, and you'd have to have you'd have to pay for multiplayer on this one. Uh, it's still free, which is funny because multiplayer is now online thanks to Lucas <laughs> Disney, I guess. Like, they're like, yeah, we'll play, we'll let you have that. Um, started playing it again, modded it up with some new mods, and the effort that goes in that community is ridiculous. Crazy. The fact that I was able to play on Lafol, Malachor, there's the Siege of Mandalore, which is like this really crazy map with like thousands of <laughs> Mandalorian uh, troopers being led by Maul versus the Five of First with Ahsoka's helmet, and it was just like oh, these people, they, they're good people. And then there's yep. these other maps, which are, like, ridiculous. I think I told you, Nikki, there was a Lord of the Rings map, which clearly uses yeah, elements yeah. from, I think, EA's Lord of the Rings games from around the same time. And also, mm-hmm. there was a D-Day map. <laughs> which, oh, which, my yeah, goodness. If you're into that. Yeah. 
wasn't that long ago. You can celebrate in re- recreation. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> come on, post. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. Yeah. Exactly how it went down. <laughs> exactly how it went down. Historically accurate. Um, yeah, it's true. Like it's funny how you can take these already great structures that may be a bit outdated, add a little bit more finesse, a bit of more shine. You know, you don't always have to buy something that's you know really popular. You just mm. take something that already works and give it a bit of TLC. You'll be surprised. Exactly. This post was brought to you by Don't Buy That New Polaroid Camera. <laughs> it's being sold. <laughs> you idiots. 190 quid. Nah. Just buy an old one. Fix it. Um, yeah. Uh, this episode obviously is called the... What was it called again? Reunion. United. Reunion. Reunion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are good at our jobs. Um, should we talk... Should we start off with the key thoughts first? Because... We left last week's episode off in terms of this show with a ominous feeling. A little bit. A little bit. And I can tell you now, I was like, holy shit, am I right? We'll get to that bit later. I was like, is that right? Like, oh, I want to be right. <laughs> That's all I'll say for now, but we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll start off with the first part of the episode with chronological order. And we can dive in and out as always because that's how we do things. And obviously the first point we have is Crosshair gets ready for a reunion. Those now, pesky scrappers. Little shit, right? <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the ominous feeling because I definitely started it with an ominous feeling as well. There was a lot. Um, I mean, you could tell just the, communally everybody yeah. was a bit on edge. The, uh, yeah, the creators were like, hey. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so like, it, I think, yeah, definitely this was not a, a calm episode to start. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of things, uh, even just early on, um, <laughs> that had me on edge. So, but yeah, I mean, the, but this was, this was a cool way to open. Um, and yeah, I mean, just get it. I think like the first shot is like the stormy, rainy Camino. And it's just like, oh shit, this is not, this is not uh, hanging out in Sid's bar, goofing around like we're we're back in the darkness now. And um, yeah, I I love the opening. I think it's really cool, and I love, I love the that you really start to see more of the um, the the layers, like the political layers of these sort of factions going with each other, and uh, the the Kaminoans, Lamasu. He's he's got some got some shit going on. So. <laughs> can we talk yeah, about how? Can we talk about how? I don't know if we've seen it because I always assumed that the meeting room was like the core room for like meetings to happen. Mm-hmm. That we see in Attack of the Clones, we see in the Clone Wars, and we see this new room, which seems to be the same room from a few episodes ago. But I don't know if you noticed there was a distinct change when uh, this new guy Ransom is in in charge. Mm-hmm. Kamina looking funky. Yeah, it's been empireified. It's a little command center of a of a star destroyer kind of feel. It co- combining with the Camino aesthetic, I'm like, we got dark in here. What well, happened yeah, to the a, light? It was it white was a, everywhere. No, it spooky. was a Camino aesthetic with the Imperial aesthetic. Yeah, but then like a like a 70s disco booth. There was like purple like, <laughs> overlay yeah. LEDs. I was like, yeah. what's he doing? And he's, he's like, 
yeah, we get rid of the clones. We don't need them. But also put on some put on some nice vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) Need some good lighting. (laughs) He's like a pure best in purple light. Please, Mr. Ransom, we can't give you a new clone. It's like, I don't want new clones. I want a new cool <laughs> Twitch set. I want a disco ball. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great, that one. And that's like <laughs> purely so going into Star Wars, like in A New Hope. It's a disco ball. There's like no crazy 70s stuff. Um, fun smells. Uh, that's smells. why I imagine the 70s was like. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, I have a question for you guys, if you don't mind me asking. Mm-hmm. Remember your first like sexual experience when you thought, oh, "What's this happening to me?" And because I remember it, it was in it was in the theater watching Revenge of the Sith at the end of the film when we see that uh, that Venator ship that's painted all grey, and then we see two V wings in Imperial Tie Fighter formation fly by with the Tie Fighter theme, and I felt a tingle somewhere. Mm-hmm. I felt that again reason. this week when we saw another Tie Fighter. Formation V-wing shot with two V-wings on the Camino flying by with the mm-hmm. same sound effect. And let me tell you, I loved it. <laughs> the thickening. There is so much to unpack there, but yes, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying you don't agree? There were so. Oh, we'll get to it in stages. Obviously, there were so many usages, and I'm not surprised because, like, we got people, like, amazing people working on this show, especially in the audio department. There are so many sound effect nods in this episode. Oh yeah! I bull. I was like, oh, I need to sit down. Can you get me a wet towel? Like, I don't know if that's because I had my first shot this week, or if it was the episode. But I was like, this is incredible stuff. But that 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 seeing those two V wings and totally, you know, me and Nikki love the V wings. They're beautiful. Anything V wing, it's like smooth. And seeing them, that nice little shot, that dark little lighting, I was like. Do you know what? Thank you, Bad Batch. That's all I need. Like, everyone was fearing it because it's like an imp- it's supposed to give like a horrible, imposing feeling. But I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> them oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And we get that really great meeting shot with Crosshair with his maniacal voice. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love his um his little hologram of Hunter. Yeah, where he's just yeah. like. I wonder if he has them for all of them, or just Hunter, and he's like, I secretly miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think he's got, like, a smell-o-vision for the room? Because I imagine that the new Imperials, yeah. like, have cleaned up the Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he like, he's like <laughs> the Bad Batch room smell. <laughs> he found one of Tex socks, like, left over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <He's> no. Like... <laughs> smells like home. Oh, yeah. He listens to an audio recording. He understand why he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, man. There we go. Bob says, Charlie Luckins are ROTS to having sex. That's my boy. Well, you know, they're both similar. They're very intense. Um, Pleasurable. Some, some crying involved. There's some uh, crying involved. <laughs> talking, talking about twins. Um, and I really deeply love the introduction of the episode. I really love the cutaways to Camino and the, the, the plot there between what's going on. We know that the, the mention of the bounty hunters, that was a nice little confirmation that Fennec was probably hired by um, the Kaminoans, which we expected, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. 
And but I couldn't really focus on that line, bounty hunters. I assumed, of course, like you don't you don't just be like gonna ring up Fennec like at this time she wasn't exactly like on the on the spotlight of, mm-hmm. of the profile list, I guess. So I would I just assumed obviously you're gonna give some bounties out and some people are gonna pick that bait. So I didn't really focus on the line bounty hunters too much because I was like, oh yeah, bounty hunters, bounties. Oh yeah, Fennec coming back, that makes sense. That makes sense for the cameo. So throughout the rest of the episode, my head is like, we'll see Fennec again. It'll be like a cool little <laughs> Just the you know, for context sake. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting anything big happening. I was. I will say that much. <laughs> I was because they were basically just like our bounty hunter we hired hasn't brought her back yet. We gotta bring in the big guns. And so my brain went, Cad Boba. Cad Boba? Cad Boba. Who? Who? Yeah. Cad Boba. What big boy? Oh, so you actually did in? think about Cad. I did. And I was oh, sitting there going, and I, but it was one of those things where I'm like, it could be Cad, it could be Boba. Please do not get your hopes up for Cad, Claire. Don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Just, Boba makes sense, I guess. They know him. They knew his dad. They literally same genetic information as these clones. Whatever. It's probably going to be that. But, but, oh, I knew I was like, something is happening. Well, we no. talked, we talked about it. A few episodes ago, um, we did, and it's like it. Like, we're here, so we may we'll just jump in. Um, it's it is the most unsurprising surprise of all time. <laughs> like for the like, it's like of course they were gonna use him at some point, but it's still when it happens, it's like you, you best you magnificent bastards. How did you do, how did you do that? Um, I, we will delve into that later yeah. on, but I will say that yeah, we yeah. will. There's a character that surprised me more than Cat Bane, actually, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, I really... <laughs> Wait, sorry, Bob has continued his comment. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've had sex before, guys, but that usually happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, was that good yeah, enough for you, I... Liam? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll see you next week. Um, oh. But no, I um <laughs> wow, I'm I'm my head's all over the place after this series of comments. Um no, I'm I'm excited too because the thing about this episode when it started off, our introduction, I was like, Camino, crosshair, finally, finally crosshair's back. Yes, we get a crosshair episode. And then I go, Oh no, we get a crosshair episode. We figured it would probably be crosshair coming this week, but it's one of those things where like, even though I know it's probably gonna happen. Once it's once you know it's actually happening, you're like, and stomach falling out of my butt. Like I can't, my heart, I, everything, every organ just sunk. And I'm like, this is, this one's gonna hurt, isn't it? And it, and it did. It also surprised me how the, I guess the series started off with a very much rapid. We need to chase these clones down, and it seems the tide has turned slightly. It doesn't seem that the Bad Batch are actually a big issue for the Empire. More mm-hmm. so Crosshair. Crosshair is like, oh, I want to fucking kill these fuckers. You know, my friends. Um, but <laughs> the ever that like, we just assumed, like, oh yeah, the Empire, they want them dead. But they're like, oh, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> We've got bigger fish to yeah. fry. Galactically. So I thought that was really interesting as well that they delved into that. And that Crosshair has to actively push for the mission. Yeah, it's in- it is very very interesting to think about to think about like how little of a priority they are because I don't they have proven themselves to be very dangerous 
throughout their track record as a clone as a group of clones. It just it doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, but you know, they t- seem to underestimate the clones overall, though. So I guess not. But you took yeah. crosshair, so I don't know why. I don't know why we're not like destroy eliminate. But eventually, he does convince him. So yeah, it worked. I mean, I was about to say it works out in the end. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, they sort of been like, like yeah, like put on the back burner. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like I wonder. I always I also wonder like what they're like this um, elite empire teams like been up to. Like, mm-hmm. I think I feel like they've been doing um, some pretty. <laughs> crazy shit um just <laughs> yeah. that we don't know about the and like you can just tell the way they they walk down the hall together like they're they're much more a unit now yeah like they've they've been doing some pretty nasty stuff probably some i mean they're essentially a kill squad so it's like um yeah it, it is interesting how, how like hunting the bad batch seems to have been a less active priority um but yeah, it's, it's sort of like, it is, I think it is still like part of the mission. And so it's, you know, it's like for Mr. Crosshair, my brain is telling me mission, mission, mission. Um, I think as soon as, as soon as that, like they come up again, cause I, I guess they've sort of been underground. As soon as they come up again, the re kicks in. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. And yeah, right. This Rampart guy is, is very curious. What, what, what else he's concerned about at this time yeah i did imagine like the idea of like crosshair walking back into the cabinet hold like it's like a horde of dead children and grannies it's like another one dead <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but he's like he's like shit but like i guess the elite squad is a bonding exercise like he said but i get i i do feel like for crosshair even though there is the the chip telling him what to do i still imagine there is some sort of leniency in terms of it doesn't change you completely. There's still like part of your personality exists. So I feel like for Crosshair, maybe these missions feel very trivial compared to hunting down these brothers, which is more of a task, more of a mission. And I guess having that as a not complete in his head must be very frustrating for him. Mm-hmm. It also... I've been watching. I've been rewatching a series which I love, one of my favorite shows of recent years, and I actually did find a surprising comparison between Crosshair and his new squadron, which is. Have you seen Barry? Yes, I actually just uh. rewatched it too. Noah hadn't seen it, so we watched it together. It was so fun, and so like a, also not fun. <laughs> in season two, there's a subplot where Barry has to train the Chechens who are very just so not good. good at anything. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, don't know what they're doing. And my immediate thought was it, it Crosshair is Barry, who's like the expert sniper, and he has to train these idiots. And then like halfway through the season, <laughs> they, become, they do become badasses. Like there's this one guy who's like a badass. And it reminded me like, they've had some stuff going on between, like they've had like, shenanigans, crosshair slapped around the head and said, you fucking idiot. There's a really great scene actually in Barry season two where he shoots the gun behind someone's head and like mm. gets right up in their face. And I imagine that's what crosshair's been doing. Like he's like, you don't, you don't, you don't fucking understand. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> take a toothpick, take a toothpick. Okay. Now bite on it. 
Like, why do we do this? It's like, mm-hmm. get the pain out. <laughs> and I just, I could imagine them doing that behind the scenes and like really working on that. So I, I really love that too. Like the idea of him training. And I guess they mentioned it before, like Rampart's mentioned it before. The idea of clones coming in to, in these training roles. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see other clone trains in the future yeah. that isn't Crosshair. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them... Cody, question mark? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone named Rhymes with Rhodey or mm-hmm. um, Bolf. Bolf. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Begins with W, ends in Ulf. <laughs> <laughs> Colin McGregor. <laughs> um yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see that as well. Uh, but yeah, I really love the, the shots. The ships look amazing. The Imperial ships. Um, there's a scene later on in the episode where like there's like the three ships appear, or like when Crosshair goes out to the open bay to get on the ship. He's like, "Bring the ship down to me." <laughs> oh, and the like door opens up. Mm-hmm. So very good. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good shit. Um, yeah, but we get onto uh, yeah. I'd see. The dog, the dogos agree. Um, this next segment is I wrote this in my best Roger Moore, which is uh, Wrecker's disarming personality, or as Roger Moore would say, oh, Wrecker's disarming personality. Um, great, great sequence. Like, I, I it's funny how last week ended off with like this very dark, like, what could happen next week? Oh, scary, scary, and it's like, yeah, blow up the bomb. <laughs> uh, this so scene good. scared the living shit out of me. Same. <laughs> Same. It's like you are you are planning a lot of Chekhov's bombs like <laughs> in this in this scene. Um yeah. It was it was luckily now in retrospect we know <laughs> we know it's okay and it's more fun. But yeah, when he's there and he's like, This place is full of explosives, so we kinda have to like I was like, Oh shit. Because um, again, the conversation from last week, we're like, "What if? What if someone goes this week?" Um, mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Man, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of boom going around." And uh, I was worried, but luckily, <laughs> I was very worried. Yeah, luckily, not today. <laughs> yep. Like I didn't think Wrecker would do that, but also he's been hit on the head enough times. Also, giant scar from an explosion. It seems to look like so. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he might. <laughs> I was it, it I was is, startled. Yeah. I was like, I love your record. No, fuck off, record. Don't, don't do it. Um. Anyway, but we're all good. We're all good. She just scared that, the that living daylights out of us. That bit of dialogue, which I I've watched people's reactions to it, it made me laugh so much. Which is the, yeah, I did really think I'll get a lot of explosion. <laughs> it was like, no, we did. We did. Think we about absolutely right did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I really loved that. I thought it was really sweet that he actually is trying to teach her something. Um, you know, I don't know what she learned from that. But it was a nice, it's a nice little nod later on to the actual don't bombs. Don't cut the yellow wire. That's what she learned. They're all yellow though, <laughs> weren't they? Oh yeah, they were. Don't cut that yellow wire. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool to see them, you know, bonding and learning new tricks. Again, for all the people... We like I don't know how to well, I don't know how to describe them idiots on Twitter who would be like, "Well, how does Omega know how to disable a bomb?" I was like, "Yeah, because guess what? When we don't watch the TV, stuff happens off screen. <laughs> That's cool. <Yep>. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's that? 
if we don't see the training, the training doesn't exist. Omega is a Mary Sue. This has been my TED Talk. The end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just because she's got Jango first doing that doesn't mean she's doing that thing in there. Yeah, I really love the, 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 them sort of going through the wreckage and trying to get as much as they can out of the Star Destroyers and sort of continue that presence of like, well, yeah, this is what we do now. We're scavengers. And there's that little debate, I think, between a few of them where they're like, mm-hmm. no, we need to get out of here. Like, Echo's like, Rex, told us to leave. We need to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Echo and Hunter money. had the, um, the exchange of sort of like, again, like the sort of identity crisis <laughs> yeah. that, that is going on. And um, I think it's, it's interesting because I feel like Hunter's the one like most affected by that. Like mm-hmm. he, he's, I guess maybe that's like a team leader thing, but like he's the one trying to guide them and be like, uh, this is what we're going to do. And yay. <laughs> and like, it's, I don't even know if he's like super convinced at what he's doing. And, and I think having echo in his ear saying we should have gone with Rex, like what we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know Sid if we just went with him and he's like, you know, he doesn't necessarily want that either. He, I think he just kind of wants to keep everyone protected and alive. And, yeah. and um, yeah, so that, also- that's a really interesting thing. Like, also, you would still owe Sid if you went with Rex. You would just be owing Sid and on the run. Yeah. <laughs> she probably knows yes. some people that could find you and make sure yeah. you even up the score. <laughs> like, not, it's a lose-lose situation, no matter what mm-hmm. you would, if you, you go with Rex, great, cool, but you're still in debt. You go with Sid, great, cool, you're trying to pay off the debt, but also you're in the middle of a gangster's t- web of traps. So, like, come on now. Come on. Yeah. I think as well, like, what I got from that as well is the, like, Hunter, his key genetic disposition is a survivalist, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like Tracker. Yeah. So this is him continuing that idea of, for for Echo, it's harder because he was trained to be a soldier. And I'm not saying it's not hard for Hunter uh, because he is also a soldier, but I guess there might be a, a preposition to him understanding and adapting a bit more easier to that idea because it's surviving. It's, it's a way of changing and he's trying to push that on the rest. I feel like the rest are more easier to oblige by that because the one, because of their own traits and two, because they're a family unit more so with each other than they are of echo. Cause he's such a new member. When I mean traits, I mean like I, in my mind, tech would go along with what Hunter's saying because his preposition is to look at logic and he'd mm-hmm. probably go well that's the most logical idea is like we could do this to survive um i think hunter uh, i think record would just go along with anything <laughs> quite yeah, yeah. do i get to blow it. something up, <laughs> Can't blow people up. <laughs> yes okay yeah, i think it goes like all, all like obvious loyalty to rex in, in a yes. way like no one else i mean they like you know obviously they like him but it's like um like Echo is who he is because of Rex, so mm. it's kind of like I think there's a part of him that <laughs> like oh yeah let's, let's go hang with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's cool. Yeah, yeah. And I guess as well maybe there's a little bit of survivor survivor's guilt with him mm. because Rex did go back and save him, and he did choose the bad batch. Not that that's a negative trait or a negative decision, but maybe he's like, oh, if I was there, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe fives wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so not five, but maybe um, some of the other clients would have 
been out of there, but I had helped Rex. Maybe he could have helped Ahsoka and stuff, so you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do, I do understand. I think it's a good conflict, because that's why I don't get people arguing again, it's always Twitter, arguing that there's no sort of sense of state or focus on these characters or their the state of minds. It's all there. Yeah. It's <laughs> all there on the screen. A ridiculous comment. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you watching? <laughs> like, are you, are you watching or looking? Like, there, that's a di- there's a difference, <laughs> yeah. right? Are you looking yeah. at the screen or are you paying attention? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I can't, I cannot have that. Um, but yeah, there, really does quickly. Does not compute. <laughs> right. Um, during the scavenging scene, I got two of my new favorite Omega moments. And the first one was as Riker's trying to open the door, she just looks at the panel and like taps him <laughs> and then pushes the <laughs> button. And I just love that. And it's, I think like, I really think the writing team for the Bad Batch is, is like one of the best in Star Wars. Yeah. Because what they do so well is not necessarily blow your mind with big sweeping episodes, but they get the subtle moments so well. Yeah. And it's like, and it builds these characters in ways that like, you just connect so much more. And, and now the second one is, is my now favorite Omega moment where when tech calls her over, she runs out, and then as she passes Hunter and Echo, she just waves at them. And it's like it's like she's just so happy. She's so happy so to be there. She's so like she's like, Hi Dad! Like, look at me. And it's just like, man, this kid is amazing. And again, it's like that these are the little things that they've just done so well uh throughout the series. Um of just building building these guys as people. And it, and again, it's yeah. like thinking back to watching the animatic reels, you know, <laughs> six years ago yeah. and being like, like, and, and thinking, you know, that's it. That's what, all we're going to see. And now they are the center of, as we talked about before, the best looking thing of all time in Lucasfilm <laughs> animation. So it's like, it's like the greatest glow up in like every regard because they look the best and, and they just have so much flavor to them that, the, that, um, the writers put in every episode and that is such a great point as well it's and that's why i have so many issues and frustrations with some of the critiques that we get out there and that's not saying that criticism are bad and you know it's just that when they're, sometimes when they they're made in bad faith it really frustrates me because like you said yeah there's that scene of omega waving that on the page physically if you said someone waves you, you could say oh yeah she just waves us it but you've made a very concise emotional point, which is that, yes, this is a person that is happy, content in their place. She's found a family. That's, that's how story works. That's how, that's how you imprint. Not everything has to be said. It, Omega doesn't have to go. Hi, hi Hunter. Hi, Echo. Uh, hi, Echo. I like you both. I feel very happy. Yeah. Bye. That's not how- <laughs> things work it's, it, it's, it's showing and it's it's showing not telling right it's yeah it's it's these it's simple you know simple things that you don't always think about because they just happen like they're like intrinsic they they like click for you um so yeah no it's so important and it's like um i think so, i think some people just they're so desperate to make a point that they just make a bad point like <laughs> it's like 
they're, they, they're so it's part of this like i need to i need to stamp my authority on thing on discourse and so like they just come up with something stupid but it's like you know the again just these attention to details it's it's so nice and with the with the door gag also it, it reminded me of being like the perfect foil to the ezra door gag where he just chops it open and like yes. and it's like omega if omega was a jedi she would be the greatest Jedi of all. <laughs> like she's so <laughs> she's so perceptive and um, like focused, and she sees the whole picture. And I was like, man, this kid, this kid's the best. I talk I talk about this child as my own. <laughs> like it's like fuck all your other kids. This kid's the best. <laughs> yeah, and Nikki. If, if people don't haven't seen Nikki, you made a really great thread about the writing. And print like production team this week, and I recommend checking it out because it's it's fantastic. And I do agree. I feel like the show has done a great job blending the best elements from the Clone Wars and Rebels for me, mm-hmm. which is that Clone Wars, you know, is first of all it's like an amazing visual show, and had a really great delve into these characters and arcs and status quos of things. And Rebels does a really great job with character-based stories. I know people uh, retrospectively have been like, well, it's not really that. No. <laughs> Go back and watch Rebels <laughs> season one. You're, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of my like all-time favorite stories. So to have that sort of character development in a show that has that sort of Clone Wars sheen to it, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. It's just, it feels so special to me. Like And, and necessary. Like, mm. that is the progression. Like, before anyone, oh, oh, so Rebels looks like shit? Like, n- like no. Like, that is how it works. Like, you you build <laughs> on what you have done, right? Like, so, yeah. yeah, it's not at all, like, a sentiment meant to be like, well, this didn't have this. It's like, it, that is the natural progression of, of, a, of a production team getting better, which is what you Yeah. And with the Rebels thing, it's like, you bring up the fact, the obvious fact that obviously the Clone Wars was funded by George Lucas, a literal millionaire. Yeah. And soon to be billionaire. <laughs> soon to be billionaire. And <laughs> when you point out that obviously Rebels doesn't have the same budget, people go, Oh, so you're saying it's bad, like bad animation. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they, they, they changed the outlook of what they were going to do. They couldn't do the same things they could with the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. they would do they took a stylized approach, which for me, I don't know if you know this, but I absolutely fucking love the animation style Rebels. Mm-hmm. That using the Macquarie designs and having that Vader—that's my one of my all-time favorite Vader designs of all time. It's the it's that oh, so good. But that's using like that's using what you have, and it's it's literally it's the it's you know it's the it's the taking the straw and turning it into gold, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's mm-hmm. what you do with what you have, and this is the same thing. Where it's like, like you said, Nikki, like now they have the budget, now they have the extra stuff. It's not like they're going to go, well, we can just go back to what we went with the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to keep pushing further because that's what ILM did, that's what George Lucas did, that's what Dick Loney does, that's what Jennifer Corbett does, Brad Brown. Yeah. All of these people come from the same train of thought, which is that story comes first, and that, but also the way we tell those stories have to improve. And yeah, and it. it- it makes me wonder now, like just the, that whole conversation, like what the next, like there will be another show, whatever it may be, what that animated style is. Cause like, obviously linking bad batch to clone wars, 
makes sense, right? Like that's yeah. that's that progression. But like you know, whatever whatever X show comes out, do they stick to this style or do they totally reinvent it? And then maybe that goes back to the what comes next thing. Like maybe the 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 style is, is so new and different and unlocks all sorts of other ways to to use the technology. Um, so yeah, it's it's all it's it's very interesting what it's going to be, um, and it, it's it's just necess- it's so necessary to keep to keep pushing and reinventing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, also, it's just cool to see records and prime torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we will get to what he does to them later um, because that's exceptional. Um, let's move on to the next point we have, which is. Of course. They're here. <laughs> Let me just say, tech, tech, not great with kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> we call them the dad batch. And Crosshair, Crosshair's probably the worst with kids. I think tech is next. I, I'll say this, though. I think we all know a few people like tech. Yep. Yeah. Very self-assured sure. in their own, I guess, understanding of facts. And there's a difference between being factual and uh, know, emotionally aware. Yeah, like, yeah. like intuitive. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, that's the thing. It's like they they all have their, their missing pieces that, mm-hmm. that are supposed to complement off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, the different types of intelligence. are There's all mm-hmm. sorts of things. You can have social intelligence. You can have spatial intelligence. You can have all different kinds of intelligence. The social intelligence is not quite there for, for, for tech, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. He's got, he's, they all have their strengths in their, in different areas. And that's the beauty of the bad batch is they all create one cohesive team that sees the whole picture, except for Omega, who already sees the whole picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just needs the world experience to mm-hmm. teach her the ropes. I mean, let's just talk about the whole fight sequence, though. I thought a great way to show the severity of the lengths that the Empire will go to, or specifically Crosshair's team, to it's, get these people. Yeah, it's perfectly staged. Like yes, every every piece that moves in, and also let me shout out Hunter having the flashlight attachment on the pistol was really fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it was just really fucking cool because you know, I guess we've never seen that in in. Uh, sort of the clone army like they're always yeah. on the helmet or whatever um but yeah having it like on the pistol felt very like special forces um so that was that was fun for the for like the bad batch sort of aesthetic um but yeah like and it, it was amazing having um like crosshair knows the tricks yes he does yeah, right so like he <laughs> so they, they, yeah they catch him you know in the in the torpedo room or whatever um yeah, it was, it was just perfectly staged. The tension, um, the the dialogue. I loved the the hunter crosshair omega thing. The again pushing this the chip narrative, um, kicking that forward a little, building tension. So yeah, no, it was it was just again like superb stuff. That that whole showdown. Yeah, and. It was kind of topical for me because this week I rewatched the the Shadow of Malevolence arc in Clone Wars where we get introduced to that exact ion cannon. Um, 
<laughs> which uh, I was like, wow, look at the universe, like just making it, making it happen for me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what an incredible, like new angle on, on that technology. What a r- cool place to stage a final showdown um, and a creative way to get out of it. Um, yeah, Crosshair, Crosshair's there and he does know all the tricks. He's, he's at least one step ahead of where they're going and, uh, he knows, he knows what to do, but they're learning a few new tricks, I guess. Mm-hmm. They also have that pure unbridled. What I love about the, the Bad Batch as a team and what I love about, it just reminds me of what I love about Star Wars is that pure unbridled chaotic energy that a family who love each other but are brought together have. And it's the it's the trying to work out how to survive a situation and then screaming at each other. It's mm-hmm. pure Luke, Claire, and Han in the uh, compact compactor room mm-hmm. and going, "What the hell do you mean we have to shoot the, the <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know, it's obvious, isn't it? We have to explode the the engine. <laughs> like, so we get me. fried or we fall. Great, two great options here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, like going into this episode thinking, oh, someone might die. My blood pressure for those two sequences with the cannon and also the engine was very high. <laughs> <laughs> Can we also mention the specifically um, the noise it makes when the wrecker throws the torpedo? Yeah, let me just bring up the <laughs> <Yeah>. comment. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, yeah, Bob says, I know this is the only episode, but what about the clone stormtrooper that gets the torpedo hoid at them? Oof. Hoid. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was satisfying. Yeah. Um, Talking about sound effects again. Uh, for people that don't know, if you go back and watch Revenge of the Sith, at the beginning of the film during the Battle of Coruscant, when the Separatists are shooting at the, the cannons, and we hear the proton torpedo get rejected with the shell, mm-hmm. and you just hear the... Mm-hmm. And then the hi, it's the same sound effect. It's so yeah. good. And ugh. to anyone else, it's like who gives a shit. But to us, it's like <laughs> yeah, no, that was that whole part was so good. When they get in the engine, it was great. And Crosshair sniping him. I, I, I love his shout when he's like, "I told you, you're surrounded." <laughs> like, he's just he's just fucking going for it. And um, he'd be and yeah, mustache you know, twirling if he wasn't wearing a helmet or if he had right. a mustache. You're surrounded, bad batch. I told you. Yep. And uh, and yeah, and you know, it's like you say. Um, it was it, it was everything great about Star Wars in that sequence of of problem solving. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, it's like you get all their all their chaotic energy at once, and then and then it's like now let's go and. It, it's, I think it's so. It's what's so cool about this this team in particular, and we, you know we got it in the uh, the training challenge in the the first in the premiere where mm-hmm. they they kick into that mode and they're like, you do this, you do this, you do this, and the, you know they're just gelling together. And yeah, and and then also Kevin kind of is like, oh, you like this? How about you take some of this? And then he shoves that like <laughs> like epic version of their their theme yes. song while they're like placing the bombs. Um, and again, it's just, just again, subtle things like the way, like, Omega, they like boost Omega up to like hit the, like, yes. the bomb. like, it's just little, little things like that, that just builds these characters in ways that like, you don't realize it when, like, as it's happened. Like it's, 
it's just there. And, you know, you, they just feel so real when, when they have these sort of little isms attached to them. There's also another sound effect, I don't know if you noticed, that earlier on in the episode, which made me like, you know, when you have like an emotional attachment to a sound effect and it brings back the memories, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the smoke bomb, the countdown was the same beeping that happens in the Mandalorian season two finale when the X-Wing comes into interview. They're like, X-Wing, meep, 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 meep. I was like, yeah, I've got the, I've got the goosebumps because I just associated that scene with Luke. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was like, oh. So, yeah, it's funny how you use a sound effect and it can, you know, bring those effects and feelings into the whole of it. But, yeah, it was mm-hmm. great seeing them throw a proton torpedo at someone. <laughs> Fucking stupid, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, the, the cat and mouse game between Crosshair, who knows the Bad Batch's formations and tactics, but then also the Bad Batch doing what they do well, which is like making up on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I think Crosshair kind of forgot that a little bit. Not forgot, but like didn't appreciate that fact on his own. And then you see the back and forth, back and forth. But I'll tell you what, and I think you'll appreciate, you'll both appreciate this, which is that I think the best sign of a great villain is when you have conflicting feelings. Because yeah. I remember when they were like, we're about to blow up the engine. And I was like, yeah, fuck him. Like, you know, you know you're, like, you're like, yeah, fuck you, Crosshair. Because he said stuff like... Words I've never uttered. <laughs> but you know, not like to that extent, but you're like, you're, you're, you're obviously on the hero side. And you want them to, to win. So you're like, oh, we need to get out of the situation. We need him to get knocked out or something. For me, I was like, yeah, I'm really like, angry at Crosshair at this minute. Because he said stuff like, oh, kill the girl. And like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, he's going to go for, not because it's his fault, but he's going full on to kill them. And then as soon as he got hit by the engine, I didn't get a, yay, I got, a, oh no, crosshair. <laughs> like, help him. It was pretty brutal. Like, mm. I mean, like, he, I mean, yeah, like, it's not like he cut, like, We've seen Anakin. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but like, I am curious to see like what what his injury will be like, you know, in the next episode or whatever. Whenever they sort of show him out of that, um, yeah. you know, hopefully it was just some you know, some back to you know take care of that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a lot, and um, also with with that, um, I also and then the the stuff that happens a bit later. It, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, he's coming back. Like, I, I think I, sw- I swung pretty far um, in this episode on on team. He's definitely not going to stay bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I always feel like sometimes, like, it kind of feels like a... I don't know if trope is the right word, but, like, when you have an antagonist and they're sort of, like, pushed to this physical breaking point it either makes them worse or sort of is the inflection where they start to change for the better and i and for me i think paired with who comes later i i feel it's going to be the the return starts um the fight starts against the chip so we'll see but um yeah i thought i thought it was pretty cool it was a cool it was a cool story choice Yes. Yeah, like I had the same feeling. Like Imperial look, obviously, you have the darker, more brutalized. I guess it's a nice little metaphor, isn't it, for um, 
being evil. You have the physical toll, like a Palpatine, you have it Vader, and I think, but I do think you're right, Nikki. If like maybe they could be in the physical effect because of the heat on the chip. Um, I don't know. If clones were supposed to be boiled alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if physical is like the way I was thinking, but but yeah, it it just sort of like it's like the trauma of sort of being like I don't know being like pushed to the brink in, yeah. in a in a physical way affects the emotions. Um so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's really uh, like again really rough. I thought it was kind of really neat to once again show audiences how cuz you can argue about the way they do stuff, but I don't think anyone really can complain about the just the utmost respect and like skill that the imperial burns unit seem to have as soon as the empire gets formed because they're out there like they're anakin is on fire and he's oh he's still alive like that's what the same reaction i had basically when crosshair got burned i was like he's still alive yeah (laughs) and here's like all the ears of those bandages um i thought it was great i was like oh like someone has to make a meme where it's how do you like your steak? And then the first one is crosshair. Oh, no. The second one is Anakin. And then the third <laughs> one is uh, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. No. <laughs> oh my god. If you pick Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, you're a savage on multiple levels. <laughs> on multiple levels. Yeah. But you have to call it cross rare. Yeah, cross rare. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a rough day for the boy for sure. A little bit, um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really curious how things, how again, th- like it's so weird how this was this felt like a final stretch story choice for this episode, and it's only halfway. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like these are like the things you expect to lead into the finale, um, but yeah, there's still eight episodes, yeah, of, of goodiness. I have a question for you guys, because this is something that was brought up on Twitter, which I know, dangerous, but I thought it was interesting as a good debate topic, before we get into the big debate. Um, and that is, what do you guys feel about the, the clone troopers? Like, we see a lot of regs, we see a lot of white uh, clad clone troopers, and I saw a lot of people complain about that we don't treat the clone troopers as people anymore, like, because obviously they got their personality stripped away, and because they since to become the Empire, we should care about them still and stuff, but I I feel like it's a complicated point, because of the chips yeah. and the way that things work, and I, I'm, I am surprised, I guess maybe because we had the clone ones that delved into people's personalities and stuff, but also, you know, we didn't watch Order 66 in 2005 and go, Oh, it's a bummer, man. Like, poor Commander Apo. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, f- fucking kill him. We're like Yoda, throw, throw it in the chest and jump on him. Yeah. Um, so I wonder what you, you thought about that, because I know that's a big complaint people have been having about, oh, we're just killing them now, I guess. Like, fuck them. I was like, well, you know, survival, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, it's the, like they are, they're the, mo- they're the, like, <laughs> they're the antagonist mooks now. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just the way it is. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how, what the point of getting hot about that is. Cause it's like, yeah. this is sort of just the way you 
tell the story, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like we don't we don't watch Revenge of the Sith, and we're like, oh, Yoda, you just killed my best friend. Like, <laughs> it's like it's it, that's the switch again. Also, this is the tragedy of the era, right? Yeah, they are the bad guys now. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's not fair. Um, no. And and so yeah, it's like it sucks. And and also, I wasn't, I didn't like super listen but i wasn't like super sure either if they were all still clones yeah i didn't think they were because we heard female voices in with the group of crosshairs oh, really? team yeah we're phasing yeah. it out but in the beginning you mean in the earlier episodes of the season is that what you're talking about no i i, I assumed the co- like so, okay so crosshairs team is in the their recruits. squadron their yeah. recruits yeah. their recruits but, but the the white cladded clone troopers i just assumed they were mm. still Jedi. i think yeah, a lot of them I are i think a lot of them are yeah i think a lot of them are but i also wasn't sure if they had okay. started phasing people out in yeah. that which i mean still it was like you're fucking killing people but like yeah um, and i but, feel yeah. like i feel like part of the thing too that clone wars made us care about all the clones by letting us focus on specific clones and their personalities and learn about them and their brotherhood by specific small stories to make you care about the big picture. And right now I do think that the bad batch and especially having Rex in the last episode makes you care about the individuals, but they, they couldn't do anything up until that point. They could, they just couldn't, they, they just didn't know what to do, how to take out chips, why the, why it was, that was malfunctioning. And, and I think that, we will probably start to transition to a little bit of a, I mean, yeah, they're the bad guys now. That's just how it works. But also like, I think that when we meet back up with Rex, we're going to get back into that brothers, save our brothers. Um, But that's not really helpful to the situation right now, because right now all of these faceless, like mindless, I guess, the um, the automatons are coming for Omega. And so, yeah, that's the priority storytelling. But Rex has hinted that, He's going to save people. So yeah. that's what is going to, you and, know, like eventually we will. And before we start and, like clutching pearls at like the clones dying, like let's not forget <laughs> the Clone Wars itself had a lot of gallows humor with lot. the way clones died. <laughs> so like let's yeah. let's not act like this is some weird sin they're committing because, yeah, even when we loved them, there was a good thing those bugs can't aim. <laughs> like right? like, like yep. there was plenty of that too. So, uh yeah. The, uh, or the eight, is it the AT, uh, T that steps the clone. I can't remember what that is. Is that in the film? Oh, it's Siege of Mandalore. Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, um, it's just the way the things are. And I feel like, like you said, it leads into the tragedy. The tragedy is that Rex is, is like, yeah, we know, I've got, I know a few people. We're going to come out. We're going to save them. We know he doesn't. <laughs> We know yeah. that he ends up retired with his two weird friends, both dealing, all dealing with PTSD, mm-hmm. <laughs> extremely, yeah. getting shit money from the government, fishing for sandworms. You yeah. know, that's not saving the brothers. <laughs> that's you know, um, it's yeah. And Dan makes a great point here. Like, uh, like with the Siege of Mandalore arc, the Bad Batch has their brainwashed clones never remove the helmets. Yeah, because yeah. they're automatons. Yeah. And even then, I would imagine that underneath the helmets, they would have had regulated haircuts and um, no tattoos or anything like that again. 
Um, so I feel like, you know, it'd be interesting. It will be mm-hmm. interesting to see where we go from there. But of course, we can't end this episode without talking about that big, big reveal that Claire is very happy about. <laughs> yes! Hello, little lady. Um, blew my mind away. I wasn't expecting it at whatsoever. But again, it was one of those things where we talked about Cad Bane returning, so it wasn't like a major, major surprise. And then little Seth Green came out of the corner. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was the bigger surprise. <laughs> Toto yeah. lives. I'm like, damn, Toto, where did you come from? How many Totos does he have? <laughs> just hanging around. <laughs> Honestly. I like to think he just repairs the same one. I, I would like to think that. Did he I blow one up in the temple? He, he did. did, yeah. Man. Fuck you. I, I feel, I'm scared for this one already. Yeah. <laughs> really lost the phone. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my but... booster. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so good. Yeah, I mean, that was a great return. I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. That was a nice little, like, you know. Oh, shit. Is that Queen's back? Um, yeah, what a great surprise. Great cameo, great music, great costume. Every single line is an action movie line out of Mm -hmm. Cad Bane's mouth. It's all like the most badass thing you've ever heard. And then he says another thing and you're like, oh, no, no, no. That was the most badass thing I've ever heard. Oh, wait, he's still going. Okay. It's it's the new new theme. Mm, Uh, The Western. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was (laughs) fucking cool. I will say as well, like, it was funny. Like one of the lines he says is exactly why I said I was playing Baffert again. Which is like, I fought so many clowns. <laughs> and all the same. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really great. It's fun seeing the character because he... I don't know if he's changed as much. It seems like he's got a lot... I don't know what it is. Because he never really had a heart, I don't think, in the Clone Wars. I think that was the core element, right? Yeah. He's a little shit. And I think... With, I mean, obviously, because Hunter because he's going to get in the way. But when he does the blast, uh, and he says, "Sorry, little lady," I'm like, "Hmm, what's that about?" Oh, that's that? no. He's just like he's just like chill, man. Like he's he's pure business. Like, yeah, I don't think he gives one single fuck about anyone. Uh, it's just like yeah, he's just like yeah, it's nothing personal. Pew, like. I think that's that's his vibe so much, and I, it's it was so it, yeah. Claire's right about the lines; like it was just money, just pure pure credits <laughs> coming yeah. out of his mouth. Uh, yeah, it was it was great, but I, yeah, I don't I don't think he was uh, emotionally compromised in any way. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. No, that's fair. His, okay, I'd like to think he is, but he's probably not. <laughs> He seemed to regret it a little bit, but I don't think he genuinely does. Maybe he was like, I wish I had the pillow, at least. And that's it. Maybe that's as far as it goes. <laughs> like, you know, like, a pillow for your head to land on. Um, and he's like, Toto, bring her in. And he's just, like, bumping her head against the <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. you, you know, when people are shooting, like, they think about what C-3P had to do to get Padme on board. Like, oh, no, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> just grab so, her by the feet. <laughs> he uh, swings around. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I really thought it was a really great shot. 
again, it's nice to have those Western elements. Now people go, oh, why is there Western stuff? Well, yeah, it's like anything in Star Wars. You've got to have all of those elements at some point. Um, that was the moment I was scared that I was right, and I predicted it. I was like, oh, my God, am I the sixth sense? Why is Haley Joel Osment? Have I just predicted death? Um, <laughs> the sixth never- he doesn't. He sees ghosts, though. Maybe he we make, have. He doesn't make predictions. Maybe we have. Maybe <laughs> no. Maybe he's dead. We don't know that. He's like he took a mega. Yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, to you know, oh, I was close. I think I might give it to me uh, yeah, from a non-biased yeah, point, point of view. Half point. Half point. Okay. Or, I'll, yeah. take, I'll, I'll take that. The partial credit must be given. Because okay. he got yeah, he got one. Yeah, he did. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, are we gonna kill Hunter? And you know, close. And also I have to say that great POV shot, which is the best I feel like that So cool. Because I remember when they, they spent a lot of work trying to get that done for Rebels. Do you remember the episode with um what's his name? Why do I always forget Callus isn't it Callus? When they did the episode of Callus and it was like, oh, through yeah. Imperial Eyes, and Dave Filoni said they wanted to do the whole episode mm-hmm. as a POV shot, and they said they couldn't do it. I feel like this was them going, but now we could if we wanted to. <laughs> like, it was that good. And also, they um, Republic Commando. Yeah, the yeah. HUD. Um, I think that's that's one of my also favorite things because they did it with Gregor in the. Mm. when he puts the suit on and, like, covers the droid D squad to get to the ship. Um, and they did the same thing, the same reticle. Um, so like, I thought that was, that was a really cool touch to, to put that in, in Hunter's helmet as well. Very cool. All right. Should we get into the debate? We'll make it too long. We'll make it too harsh. The right, debate Claire? about Cad's hat being too small. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into this first. Okay. I'm okay. off the hat being smaller. I don't either. Nikki, you can leave the podcast. Please don't leave the show. I mean, over this. It's it's just I don't know why he downsized his style. Doesn't make any sense. He, well, he tried on the other one, didn't he? Yeah, and it was a shitty one. And then he took the better one. That yeah. was more. That was bigger. Oh my goodness! But maybe he was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I did like the smaller one. Was the empire as well? We know the empire is a very tyrannical regime. Maybe hat sizes have been outlawed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> damn, damn rookie air. I guess I'd have to wear this one. I think he should. I think he should have a really tiny hat, like a little, like a little um, <laughs> like a flat cap. Like a flat cap. Oh my um, goodness! Then I like might get angry. The young Cad Bane adventures, like young indie, basically like him <laughs> with a little flat cap. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really. I don't. I didn't mind it too much. But we'll get into the debate section. Claire, you're a big Cad Bane fan. You're. If you had like, you know, like if he was like Elvis, you'd be one of his little ladies. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd love that. <laughs> and I, I love Cad Bane too. He wasn't like my major favorite character from the Clone Wars, and I like. There's so many characters that came out of the show um, that people just like love. Like, for me, I think Kalani is up there. I know that sounds really stupid to people, but I love Kalani. Um, there's all these different characters. We had a really interesting conversation when the episode finished. 
which is that we were trying to discuss. I was so mad at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, was, I wasn't mad at anyone. I was like, girl, oh, this is fine. This is like a fun debate. Um, okay. We you were de- trying to crush my joy is basically what happened. I'm like, I'm, I just, like, y'all are trying to, trying to crush, crush me here. I just got happy. <laughs> Second okay. I get happy, ruining my happiness. Okay, so Claire, you are thinking that we could potentially see Cad Bane in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I'm of the position that we are definitely going to see him die in the Bad Batch Mm-mm. season one, Mm-mm. and that it will be a, a fantastic character-based storyline for our good friend Boba Fett to appear in mm-hmm. this show. And we'll see him get the dent on the helmet. We'll see him get the... Um, you know, the ranking, the legend of best bounty hunter in the galaxy for killing him, like we saw in the deleted scene for the Clone Wars. And we'll get an added bonus now that we didn't get before, which is the, you know, that he's doing it not just because he wants, you know, to fulfill his father's legacy, but also he's helping save his father's legacy by saving the closest thing he has to his sister. Because if Omega is a clone that's aging the same way that he does. He may have different feelings towards her than he does the other clones. She may be the closest. Well, that's the thing. Like, obviously, it's hired towards this. Like, I mean, if you saw someone who looks exactly like your twin, you're probably going to be like, and and no no offense, but if Lama Stu is calling you, who you lived with for like 10 years, I feel like you'd be like, okay, there's something happening here. Like, you know, Kevin Owens, I feel like would have I'm assuming maybe there's, there's that familial connection between some of the, them and Omega, who wants to save her. So I feel like maybe that'd be the issue. Maybe that'd be the thing that brings them in. Nikki, what, where, where, are you, where do you stand? Um, I will always put money on my number one boy. The two crack shots are going to go at it. It's going to be Cad versus Crosshair. <laughs> and... Interesting. Like this is this is what I was like hinting at before. Like I think the introduction of Cad Bane is very big for Crosshair Team Crosshair back um, because it's it's very much that classic introduce the third better villain, uh, like the third actual villain. Um, and I think I'm I'm just super intrigued. I think if they all end up back on Camino, I'm I want to know. Or I hope a conversation happens where Omega tells Crosshair Hunter's dead because that's what she thinks, and I want to oh, know, oh. and, and I want to know what that does to him with it actually him thinking it's actually real, um, and if that again <sighs> with with the, the the breaking point physically and that emotional snap, I wonder if that is time that's like where you can start seeing pushback against the chip. And I think, yeah, introducing CAD as this, like this new, again, like actual better villain, um, as opposed to I'm being brainwashed villain. Um, I think that has bigger story potential to then bring crosshair back. And then he's like, well, I'm going to take this fucker out. And, and this is all like, this all sort of fits in together and, and his emotion around around thinking Hunter's dead. So I, I hope those are things that 
builds out of it. As to whether Cat dies in in this season, I don't really care. I think either way is awesome. Um, I was again like bringing mm-hmm. up Boba. I was ready. I was ready for Boba to show up. Um, like, like when we saw the bodies, I was like, "This is Boba yeah. or Cat, right?" Like, um, so I think I think it makes it makes sense for Boba to show up. I think I think we always thought that like they don't waste anything. They don't waste yeah, those animatics. My, yeah. Um, so it's like it'd be cool if uh, like yeah, the batch is is in the presence of that showdown. Um, mm-hmm. But I also don't know. I also, I don't think it's a necessity. I think the batch can handle Cat Bane themselves um, if it, if need be. But then also, yeah, it's like, it'd be fucking cool if he's in the, <laughs> the live action show. And like, and again, like we, we talk a lot about the, the shows working hand in hand with the production schedules. And, you know, I think introducing Cat versus Boba in some capacity um, can service the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, it'd be cool. And and also, we don't actually know. There's no conclusive evidence of him dying in that duel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so we don't we don't actually know. Um. So yeah, I mean, it kind of like it's a, it's a good it's a good spot of anything can happen, but. Mm-hmm. But I do. It is, he- it is heavily implied. <laughs> it is heavily implied. But you know, <laughs> they can uh, they can bend the rules every now and again. And People that have seemed more dead, <laughs> like have lived. So exactly, like, you know, nothing's nothing's, nothing's in stone until yeah, nothing's in stone until Force the next the, or the next uh, writer decides to have them again. Right? Like, yeah. So so yeah, I th- but I do think, or I hope, I hope this is. I hope this is crosshair back. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of my primary focus on on CAD. Um, Interesting. So yeah, that, that's where that's where I land. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. That, okay, well, I, I I love this. I love this conversation because it, it you know we joke about arguing and stuff, but I actually love it because we it's three great stories that could potentially happen. Yeah. For me, my only issue with the book of Boba Fett thing is that, and it's not even an issue. It's I would lo- if they do meet. But what I want it to be flashback, not present. I don't think Cad. And actually, to be fair, we talked about this on chat, and you made a really good point that actually I hadn't thought about, which could change my mind. And this is the beauty of Star Wars. I could say all day, I don't know how. I don't think this would work. And then they could show Cad Bane like eating an Ewok off a cliff. And yeah. I'm like, Do you know what? I guess it works. Um, yeah. And. Okay, at this moment, I don't think he would be around. I feel like he would definitely get involved on Han. But you made a really great point that if he's on the run from the Empire... I I haven't said my side of any argument yet. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry. Like, y'all are gone. Y'all haven't let me go. Um, Yeah, my thing is, right now, Cad Bane took a job with the Kaminoans who are doing things, and he's literally sitting there going... For whatever the price, I'll do it. That's Cad Bane. The, the paycheck's big enough. As long as it clears, I'll do it. Right now, he's taking a really huge mission that is going to be contrary to the will of the Empire. The Kaminoans are sneaking around behind the backs of the Empire by we're hiring him, which means this is a way that a target would be put on his back from the Empire. So maybe he wouldn't want to show up in Empire Strikes Back for that big bounty to sit in a room with Darth Vader when... He's on their hit list. 
it makes sense. It does. It makes sense to me that he wouldn't want to show up for that. But also, it's the perfect opportunity to use those animatics. And Nikki made a great point. Everything is working together in tandem. Like, everything connects so far in the Disney live action and animated canon. We have the Siege of Mandalore, Bo- and Bo-Katan shows up. Ahsoka shows up. Everything has been weaved together in this way. Um, and I think that from a dollar sign point of view, Cad Bane shows up. People have big, good reaction to Cad Bane. People freak out online. Like, I gotta say, the numbers on reaction videos on YouTube right now are way higher than previous episodes, including Rex. Like, I'm just saying, right now, things are trending that the people want to see Cad Bane, which makes me think more likely that they would want to bring him back in other formats. Plus, it's all synergy. Anyway, Cad Bane, Cad Bane lives. That's what I say. <laughs> I want Cad it. He never dies. Again. Make Cad Bane 2 have it again. Yes. Sorry. Okay, continue. No, I, it, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe he did turn up on the Death Star, oh, not the Death Star, on the Executor, but he wears the uh, the outfit he has in Detours, which is just him with the mustache. <laughs> or even better. <laughs> They'll the never Lego. know. It's the Lego kit. It's the, it's the Groucho Marx glasses, nose and mustache. Well, we also know he <laughs> likes to put on a trooper outfit. So maybe he's like, <laughs> I will be a stormtrooper while this happens. <laughs> Yeah, we'll look at the comments for here, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go on, pay- on our Patreon. If you become a Patreon, you can actually vote. We have a little vote up for you guys to see which one you, you want to pick. Me, Nikki, or Claire's ideas. Dan says, I'm with Claire. Cat Band lives. Yeah, with me. Uh-huh. Uh, Joel Davis says, I think Cat Band would be a great foil for Boba in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Cat Bane is the best bounty hunter that... Uh, is the bounty hunter that... Uh, what a Freudian slip. Uh, is the is the bounty hunter that never changed? What Boba is trying to grow into something better. I agree. I feel like he's a nice little opposite of Han, which I do I'd like the canon changing slightly to how I felt mm-hmm. beforehand, which is that Boba's always had sort of a sense of morality that it just you know, but he he has to he wants to make money. Um, we also have Rick saying Nikki, I love that Cad versus Crosshair thing, but Crosshair dies in that scenario. I think. I don't know, you know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't Very know. Possible. Um, I, uh, I feel all like I want no scope him. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like if that if that came down and Crosshair died, it would have to mean something to the success of the overall thing. Mm. So like, yeah, maybe yeah. that happens, but I think it's still like it would still be it would be big either way. And I don't know. All I want is Crosshair to come good and then go John Wick on some motherfuckers. Like that's <laughs> all I want by the end of this episode or by the end of this season. Um, Cause like, you know, he, wake, he wakes up, they say they get the chip out of him. And he's like, okay, let's fuck some people up. And <laughs> he just, he just, they're like, Oh, we don't have your sniper. He's like, I don't need one. And he just grabs his toothpick. He's like, and yeah, he, like, like John Wick killed someone with a pencil. Everyone's like, man, you heard about this clone who killed someone with a toothpick. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I just want crosshair with a toothpick and a blaster. And he just goes to, count um but yeah cat versus crosshair i don't know if if they if they kill him in this season i would love for crosshair to be the one to do it Mm. if they do it but i'm not married to him dying (laughs) (laughs) okay we have cap slap that says bubba fat and then rick finally says if cap dies i'm suing dave (laughs) well 
I feel bad for Dave Filoni because apparently Twitter is suing him. As yeah. Well. Get um, in line, Rick. For what? <laughs> All six people. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, again, if you become a patron, you'll be able to vote for our official poll. We'll talk about that next week on next week's episode. So we've got our three points. It looks like it's at the moment currently trending towards Claire and then Nikki and yeah. then me. Um, which is funny because I'm going to be right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, again, I feel like the story comes first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the synergy that is involved, obviously, but as long as it solves the story. I feel like for me, the, the idea of having a bit more delving into Boba and his sense of like, you know, his relation to the clones is very important. So I'd love to see more of that. But I do get like, you know, and I do love the idea that obviously Cad's the one that put the bullet in the helmet. And that it isn't that Boba kills Cad in a, I'm better than you, but in a, this is super close. <laughs> I need yeah. to go. And I think another thing like with that story, I, I don't know if it's as effective outside of the way it was designed. Because that arc, yeah. that arc was based on them working together and Cad yeah. teaching Boba and showing yep. him the ropes, and then it comes down to a head. And, mm. and like, it's one of those things where, like, maybe that's a season two thing, but if, if they're trying to wrap this in season one, if there is a season two, I mean, I still don't know. But, like, yeah. if, they're, if, they, if they're trying to wrap that, I don't know how you bring Boba in effectively enough to do that and make it mean yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so I, that's my, like, one worry for that. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be it to be like cheapened for the sake of doing it. Um, but you know, it's obviously, I don't need to like uh, reiterate my faith in the team. I I, I firmly <laughs> believe that I firmly believe they'll do the best thing. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would only worry that there's not like the dedicated time and space to give to Boba killing Cad to like mean what it would have meant had that original story happened. I see your point. I do. I will say, I feel like the team, you're right. The team do have these elements and these storylines were created at a very specific point of time and place. Boba, definitely that whole story arc is built around the fact that he worked with Cad and that they taught him some stuff and he, you know, he literally gets the new armor, he gets the dad's armor and becomes the Boba, you know, but I also feel like Lucasfilm and the team have done a really great job at implementing these previously not told stories and then changing and altering them, sometimes in subtle ways, which isn't as important, sometimes in bigger ways. For example, like the Martez arc wasn't the Martez sisters arc originally. It was right. the, the dude, <laughs> the love interest. Um, yeah. Or uh, subtle things like, you know, having Paul Bettany appear in the Siege of Mandalore. You know, like those small things. So I feel like, and I trust the team, the writing team. So like, you know, I I, I see your point. I think it's a mixture. Like you, maybe if there's a season two, it could be that case. But I feel like they could do it. But also you're right. It's like, how much can you push into one season? Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, and it's like it, in the end, like like you said, it all comes down to like what's best for Character. the bad batch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 
We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be like. Although I will cry. (laughs) I I cried so hard seeing him for the first time, and if I have to say goodbye to him this soon, I will. I will not be okay, and I will be in bed for a while. I will be very sad. (laughs) My quick question is, what in your childhood happened that gave you this blue skin, red eyes thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'll save that for the other... Save that for your therapist. (laughs) Very much so. Very much so. I do have a thing. Yeah. Just Enduros. Yeah. Oh, my. At least, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Interesting. Interesting. I have been very allergic to California since moving here. And what does allergies give you, Claire? Dabs. Not just dabs, but obviously pollen affects your eyes. They redden. Have you bought blue paint recently? Oh my god, you're outing me. Stop doing this on the stream. This is live. We can't edit this out, if, Charlie. If your skin turns blue from breathing issues, though, that's go to the hospital. Yeah, that's, that's a definite <laughs> hospital visit in waiting. <laughs> you, you die saying I want to be thrown like what excuse me <laughs> what mean? you know Eiffel 65 can... playing in the background on my way to the hospital oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> this is the new siren um, <laughs> I will say even if Cad Bane dies he has endured a lot yes wow <laughs> you did that <laughs> you went there wow okay wow, wow. 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 Um, fantastic stuff. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on this fantastic episode of The Bad Betches. Um, as always, don't forget to follow us everywhere. But before we do that, let's give our overall score and thoughts, which I didn't forget. And I just carefully saved that for a very fantastic little segue. Um, what do you guys think about the episode? <laughs> Let's go first. Claire, you should go first. Come on. Okay. This is my favorite episode of the season. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Um, This is the first, like, Rex made me emotional, made me tear up a little bit. This made me full on cry, full on scream. I think in the Castle Run reaction video, the biggest comment, one of the biggest comments I kept seeing was, you need to fix the audio because she screams so loud that I will never hear again. Um, <laughs> people were very, it was very loud. I will say I, I just Blake's freaked back. out. It's cat freaking pain. Come on now. Don't put your headphones in no earbuds. You need to listen to that on a speaker and keep it low. Um, no, it, this was, this hit every note it had. It gave us a direction for the second half of the season Hunter's got to heal up, and then we got to go get our kid. Um, Cad Bane reintroducing one of my three, my top three in the Clone Wars series, my three favorite characters, in no particular order on any day, Ahsoka, Asajj, and Cad Bane. Those are my three. Those are my trifecta of love and happiness and joy. And and I'm, we're finally getting to see the end of a story that we've literally waited nine years to see. Nine whole years and uh yeah it's i've spent almost a decade of my life wishing to have that man back in my life and here he is here he is he's back to bring me love and comfort and support and it hit all of the right notes action wise music wise animation wise it just everything just was 
flawless this week for me. It really was. And so I will give it 9.75 Lulas out of 10 because I, I don't know what a 10 looks like yet, but this is getting very close. Interesting. Interesting. Nikki. Um, also, yeah. also, Nikki, I need you to support before you give your score. I need you to give your overall thoughts score, and also I need you to give your three favorite Clone Wars characters. Oh, sheesh. Um, <laughs> okay, like specific to Clone Wars? Or? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Okay. Um, Created for the Clone Wars. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, I, overall thoughts, uh, I mean, if you listen to the episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say apart from just repeating myself. Um, it was, I mean, yeah, it's excellent. It's, it's um, it's everything you know, you want to see in in a Star Wars show. It's it's fun. It's scary. It's it's got tension. It's got the teamwork. It's got problem solving, characters, heart, humor. You know, it's it had it all. So yeah, this was this was episode eight, but it's gonna get ten big ones, baby. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, ten ten Lulas. I mean, they're they're just killing it out here and. Um, I can't wait to see what it means, what it means for the characters, what they're going to struggle with, how they regroup, how they figure out how to get Omega back. I, like I said, I want to see that Omega crosshair conversation where she thinks he's dead. She thinks Hunter's dead. Um, you know, that's like, yeah, it's, it's set up perfectly this, this, you know, second half. And I, I like, like you even said earlier, um, a lot of these beats felt like, <laughs> like finale beats. Like, yeah. like we're pushing into the into like the last couple episodes. But no, we got we still got eight eight episodes. So yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy to see um, who all comes back into play with Fennec and now and then you know new characters. Maybe Boba does come. Um, so yeah, it's it's just really cool. I mean, there's there's nothing there's nothing to say other than that. It's it's slapping on every regard um now clone wars characters sheesh uh i mean it's gotta be rex the goat goat clone um then gosh i feel like um i mean cad bane's great He's a, he's a really he's he's one of the coolest bounty one of the coolest bounty hunters ever, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I also love. I mean, I think it technically counts. I'm gonna put Crosshair <laughs> because he no, did yeah, made absolutely. for the Clone Wars, um, yeah. and I think I think he's having a very very like I just thought he was like cool. I like he had the coolest. I thought he had the coolest armor. I, I love snipers of sharpshooters like in, in squad based stories. So like when he came into the clone wars, I thought he was very cool and just automatically stuck. And then now with this show, I think he has one of the, one of the great, interesting, um, like antagonistic storylines. Um, and I think there's a lot of potential for, for different outcomes with him. And I think that's really cool. Uh, I have I have the ones that I want, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of potential for that. So I think just for for pure amazing story beats that are currently happening and and 
being originally designed for the Clone Wars. And I'll, I'll stick him in there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll keep Cad Bane in there. It's a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a list that I'm sure is not accurate depending on how I wake up tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just too many, people, too many people to think about. Perfect. Um, yeah, this episode I feel like was great. Like, absolutely fantastic. Animation, again, the standards are ridiculous. There are a lot of really great um, swipes, transitions in the episode, which I love. Very George-like ship landings and formations, which I do. Very very specific. I know it sounds really weird, but there's a very specific way George did ship movements and landings, which I feel like the best way that we've seen them so far in the new canon, apart from the animation, which I feel like is always good, is... Rogue One and the Mandalorian, the, the two yeah. best ones that are doing that. Um, again, the character development between all the, the characters, the discussions, the exploration of characters, and not just saying, I feel bad because of this, 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 this. Or Echo going, I used to be, I'm, I'm kind of a robot. Oh, isn't that sad? Like, we don't need to hear that. Um, <laughs> like, it's all there and, you know, outwardly. Uh, I really did love the episode. I thought it was really great. Again, like the way they, in the episodes and the writers get emotions out of you, no matter what, the fact that I was able to be angry, but also very concerned for Crosshair, even about what, five seconds. <laughs> great stuff. Um, the shock, the character return, I thought it was really well done. Again, I, th- I think it's very funny and hilarious how people complain about small galaxy syndrome. Um, Quick tip, and this is this is this is, a, this is a really fun fact for people to learn um, in the real world as well. So, if you put out a bounty, what happens is that there are these people called bounty hunters, and <laughs> they go to collect these bounties. And if you're a very good bounty hunter, people will probably pick you to get the bounty, and yep. also, you know, if you're good at your job, you might go out and do it. So let's just say there's a character like Cat Bane, who was a notorious bounty hunter at that time period. It, if he appears in the show, it might be because that's he's doing his job. Does that make sense, <laughs> that make sense to you? That's do cool. you, do you like having fun? <laughs> I think that's the bigger thing. It's like like what are you getting out I don't what are you getting out of that? Like I don't I, just to like <sighs> And just to put a really quick uh, discussion thing in your in your thoughts section, um, yeah, sure. I am I am really intrigued at the story of how he got out of jail. Um, mm. Because I'm pretty sure last time we saw him, he got locked up. Um, and yeah, and I, I but it's I have like, this it's like Arkham. I have this thing where it's like I hope like this the story that I sort of I'm kind of hoping. Um, is like I like the idea of the Empire letting these people out. Yeah, like because we're like we might need them. Eh. Leave the doors <laughs> open, right? Like I think that's that's so like unbelievably like scummy and like shitty and like makes it a great thing for the Empire um, to be like we need dirty people to do dirty work for us sometimes. So what if we just you know sprinkle a few out there to uh to you know to do some stuff and cad was in that in that uh group of of scum that they let let loose 
It's funny you say that because that's a really great idea. Like the idea that the Empire are specifically creating shitty people to do their jobs without they can you know, clap their hands away. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a bit more evil than that in the sense of realism. Not that this is like a in real world this is a bad thing, but I feel like I feel like it's just the Grandma talking was going for the budget. I went oh, they're overclouding. Release them. Yeah. yeah, just I don't, I don't want to feed Cad Bane. He can go off and feed himself. Yeah. Go on, bye-bye. And, like, I think it fits with that, like, in Solo, we see the officers on Dryden's ship, right? And, like, um, like the Imperial officers just hanging out amongst the, uh, the sort of, the rabble. Um, mm. And so, I like that idea. I like this, you know, weird relationship that... Um, you know, the the crime lords and the, the the moths and the governors have with each other of, you know, you scratch my back kind of thing. I think um, those Lords of the Sith novel. Yes. Um, yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah, 100%. Had, the, had that character. I can't remember her name, but um, she know, had yeah. that character. With, like, too long. Yeah. But she, you know, she rides that line of, I'm, yeah, I'm an officer, but, you know, eh, you know if it helps me out. <laughs> so, yeah. That we- Right. So I like I like the idea of Cad getting out because you know, the Empire likes to keep uh some options in their pocket. So they they're busy using all that money on the uh the Jedi execution and interrogation chambers like we've seen Fallen Order. Oh yeah. <laughs> all yeah the way find some money in the budget out. somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> and for Papa's like uh, and we need a really cool dark chamber to torture those fuckers. <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll give you the money, but we have to release <laughs> these criminals. He's like, oh, fuck it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you insist. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know where I was. Uh, yeah, Cat Bane coming back. Makes sense to me, you know. Who would have thought that character from The Clone Wars would return on the show? That is continuing aspects and themes. Or just animated. <laughs> right? All the time, yeah. yeah. Um, Makes sense. Know. Logic. It's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when they I... use the toys in the box. It's yeah, it's almost like this is a story for, you know, for fun. Um, I think that this episode has no immediate critical thought that I can find. Or at least nothing I can really stick upon and go, no, I don't know. And we joke about debating and stuff. That's to me, that's all good stuff. That's that's in that's not only is that giving us fun content to absorb and watch, and but it's also giving us something to discuss about in a really fun and entertaining way. It's giving me things to think about for the first time. Um, so yeah, I think I'll have to give this 10 out of 10 losers. Um, which I think the ratio bump. Should we just say ten out of ten overall? Yeah, we'll round it up. It's basically right, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like ten point yeah, nine my, something. <laughs> my favorite. Oh, okay. For this episode, like, like Nikki said, obviously this will change all the time. But today, my three favorite Clone Wars characters will be. And this isn't in, in order. Okay, so don't worry. Kalani, <laughs> Zero the Hut, Zero. Me with Gascon. Me. <laughs> what a winning three you have chosen, Charlie. Bunch of winners. Not, I want them to be in the new version of 
freeze company. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, you know what? One just came to me. I feel like I need to replace CAD. I'm sorry. But I need I want to shout out cool. Champs and Dula. Oh, Champs and Dula is a badass, yeah. I think he's super cool. He's pretty cool. Complex. Complex people. We love him. Well, I'm interested if we will see that character appear in the show. I would like love a, that. I feel like that's one of those characters that with Rebels, there's like specific higher up people like who are like causing trouble already. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. Especially with mm-hmm. Lords of the Sith. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would have thought Lords of the Sith coming, <laughs> coming back to play? <laughs> I, I didn't know I love that did this. <laughs> <laughs> In the year 2021, referencing Lords that of the book Sith. Was fun. That it was fun. It was fun. That's a great read. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. Good, good shit. Star Wars is cool. Yeah. yeah like Star Wars is like cool the sometimes. video if you agree. Yeah. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah, great. I'd love to see Lords of the Sith. If we were to adapt any content, that'd be great. It's the midnight run of the Star Wars galaxy. Oh yeah. Yes. oh yeah. Uh, well, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. But you can find us elsewhere doing other stuff, other cool stuff. So who wants to go first? Let's go in. Uh, Nikki, you go first. Cool. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Nikuishis on the thing right there um, for my random ramblings. My current, currently very Euro twenty twenty. Focused ramblings, which my Hungarian boys yeah. <laughs> the mighty France, the mighty France could not beat my Carpathian Crusaders. I was uh, waiting for this to come up. I was waiting for this. What a, what a glorious day to behold. Anyway, we, um, we can beat Germany, but not Hungary. <laughs> even okay. then, you know, you needed an own goal to beat Germany. So, oh. what a day! Um, but yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that, that's where you can see me shouting about those kind of things, and uh, of course, bad. The one eight, the one eighty from the beginning of this tournament to now. Oh, yeah. What a wild ride! Uh, yeah, this this is an emotional journey that is rivaling the bad batch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then oh, you here we go with Bob. Yes. Uh, yeah, Scot- Scotland won nil nil. We won. Um, that was a oh yeah you can follow my other show One and Done Film Club where we do uh, watch along commentaries for certain uh, certain different franchises Um, and that is you can follow that at one letter N done show we just recorded the finale of um, season one and Mm. that was pretty darn good it's over a little something you might know as the star wars prequel trilogy so so we we watch a prequel movie and um and talk about it and yeah you can find out which one we watch uh, when that episode comes out and yeah definitely if you if you like that kind of stuff you like just conversation about those things give us a follow we put a lot of a lot of heart a lot of a lot of ourselves in this passion project so if you want to come share in the fun just uh, give us a follow and then listen in. Yeah, I may have heard a few things about this finale. I'm very intrigued and very excited it to listen. Honestly, slapped. It was fire the whole way through. Like, I, like I couldn't. Like, it was just. It was like a speed run. 
because like I lost track of time. Like, oh shit, movie's over. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, it, it was great, great stuff. And we got it. We got it. I just finished the final edit on the season two trailer. Ooh, so baby. that's going to be coming too. And like I said before, say it again. I think season two is even better. Oh, there wow. we go. Claire, where can people find you and your content? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Seastribs. You can catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Kessel Run Transmissions on YouTube. Uh, that's at, at KR Transmissions on Twitter. You can catch me producing Garrett and Noah Watch Movies with new episodes every Thursday. This week, uh, they watched High School Musical 3. And I, of course, had to have a camera and mic because I had feelings. And then uh, this <laughs> Thursday, they're going to be watching the Tom Cruise cult classic cocktail. I wanted to see how many C noises I could make in that sentence. But... um. So we'll be watching Cocktail and, and talking about that, and it'll How be a riot. <laughs> so many, so many. <laughs> it'll be good. It'll be it'll be a good time. Perfect. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is at c m w a s h b y, where I talk nonsense about everything that you can imagine. Um, and also, here's a really fun thing for you to listen to. I'm adapting my Patreon for a lot of good people. So I'm updating my Patreon, my personal one, this week. And I've started improving elements already of it, or adapting bits of of that. I saw a lot of mentions today about a certain film called Batman and Robin. A lot of good positive stuff from that. Now, because of that, you'll be happy to know that I've released the entire first season of Batman Returned for free on... My podcast RSS feed, which is on Twitter, you can find that uh, connects to Patreon stuff. But I will be taking some shows off the Patreon stuff, and don't worry, the Patreon stuff is funding the shows, so we'll keep that going. We have some bonus Patreon only content, but I'm moving some of that stuff out for free so everyone can hear it and listen to all the good stuff, including the Charlie Ashby show season one, which will be coming out for everyone pretty soon. We can listen to me interview Claire, Nikki. Uh, and other amazing guests from all around the world on that show. So please do check that out. Let me know what else you'd like me to make, and that will be coming out there. Uh, yeah, and Pondivision, which is the MCU show that we do, me and Ash, will be on there too, free to listen to, or on the podcast feed now, from now on. So yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ImpsNetPod, and on Instagram at Podcast. Or Imperial Pod. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a like on here, YouTube or Twitch and whatever you know, whatever you're watching us on. Um, Game Boy. And we'll Game be Boy. back next week to you know to talk about um, this amazing show. Um, yeah, thank you everyone, and we'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Bye.